Hello, and welcome to the Middleton College podcast. My name is Aiden, and today I'm joined by Hello. Roy. And our guest today is someone that's been working with names from No Doubt and Billy Idol to one of the biggest rock bands in the world, the Foo Fighters. Kerwin, thank you very much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks. I, I'm glad I could help out. Uh, I understand you have an extensive background in security, but can you explain like what exactly you do for our work? I do security um, for a few rock bands, mostly the last 14 years or so I've been with uh, Foo Fighters. Um, previously, I've done, you know, groups like No Doubt, Billy Idol, Joan Jett. Uh, you know, I started out doing venue security and everybody kept telling me you should go out on, on tour because that's where that's where everything is and eventually finally started doing that and um it took a while before i land uh food fighters uh the tour manager was trying to get me out with them for a long time and in 2008 it finally happened so how did you get involved in your profession um um it's it's a weird thing i started out because i wanted to see a free concert <laughs> <laughs> My my cousin my cousin was working as an usher at the Universal Amphitheater, and um, uh, Patty Labelle was in concert, and I couldn't I couldn't get tickets because the show was sold out, and then my cousin was like, you know, they're hiring, so I started doing it as a, a part time job, and then eventually it became my full time job. I used to I used to be a auto mechanic and uh, eventually got out of that and, and got into the security side of it. And, you know, I love I love doing it. So I just I stuck with it, gave up the mechanic job because that industry is is a big rip off. You know, they 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 rip people off left and right. And I couldn't do it. You know, I kept arguing with my manager because they wanted me to charge people for stuff that they really didn't need on their car. So eventually I was looking for a way out. And when I started the mechanic stuff, I mean, the security stuff, that was my way out and finally got out of it. And now I do this. Uh, you've worked with some of the most famous artists. Um, can you explain some and who you've worked with? Um, well, I, I started my first big tour was with Motley Crue um, back in 80, 98, I think it was. And um, that was an eye opener because it, at that time, they were a little bit past their glory days, but they were still a pretty big band. Um, so to get to get out with them was was really good. And then after that, I did a little stuff with Destiny's Child before they broke up. I did some Usher. Um, and then I then I was with No Doubt. Um, I wound up landing the gig with No Doubt because when I, when I was with Destiny's Child, the tour manager also worked with No Doubt. And um, they were looking for a new security guy because their guy left. So he recommended me. And I started working with them. Then I was with them for about five years or so until Gwen decided to go solo and um, kind of ruined the band. <laughs> and the band broke up. 
which for me was a blessing in disguise because that led me to finally uh, start working with Foo Fighters. And um, the best the best band, in my opinion, that I've ever worked for, a great bunch of guys. Um, and like I said, I've been with them for the last 14 years. And, you know, we're, we're it's like the whole tour is like a family. You know, they treat everybody, you know, the same. They don't think that even though they're the the band and most guys, when they come to the tour, they're not used to how they they work. You know, they, they think there's there's usually like two separate camps. So it's like the crew and the band and the crew tries to not to get with the band, but the band is always telling them, no, we're not that way. You can come and sit in the, in the in catering, have lunch, have dinner with us. They go and they talk to the crew, you know. And and some of the guys, when they first join the band, I mean the the crew, they're not used to that, you know. So it's, they they they've always been where the crew is separate from the band, and they you know they let them know. And I tell the people that come along that it's not that way, you know. It's all one. We're all working for one goal to make sure everybody, you know, enjoy themselves at the show and stuff like that. So it's it's been really good. And and then Billy Idol, I worked I started working with him because we were out, I think I, at the time I've been touring with, with Foos for maybe ten years. And um we had we had just gotten off of a tour that we were doing for almost two years. And and Dave, the lead singer, he, he was like, man, we've been out too long. I need some time off. I'm gonna take a year off, be a fam, be a dad, be a husband, and just hang out at the house. And um, so I was like, well, that's cool, but I still need to work. And then um, Billy, Billy also lives here in, in LA. And he was looking for somebody local and his management people knew Dave's management people. So they called them and it was like, Hey, is there anybody local that's not busy right now? Cause Billy's got some shows coming up and he's looking for somebody. And they told him, well, call Kerwin cause he's probably just sitting around the house or at the golf course. Cause that's my low vice. You know, I try to play golf every chance I get. And uh, they called me up. I met with his manager. And, and, you know, his manager still didn't trust me because he didn't know me. So we did we did a couple of little little stuff. And then but Billy, Billy took to me right away. So after the first gig, I talked to his business manager. I sent her an invoice for the day I worked. And she hit me back and she goes, oh, you know, Billy likes you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But his manager wasn't convinced yet. So he had me do another little job with him and then another little job. And then after that, he was like, okay. And then he gave me the schedule for the summer tour. And I've been with him. And then near the end of the tour, we were, Foos was working on the new album. So we were coming back to the hotel after we had finished doing the show and he was sitting in the back of the car with his assistant and he goes uh he's talking to her and she's like we got to figure out a way 
to try and steal Kerwin away from Foo Fighters. So I turned around and I started laughing and I was like, well, you know, they just loaned me out to you because um, the minute, you know, they're ready to go, I'm gone. And they goes, yeah, we know that, but we like you and we want to keep you. So I said, okay, well, this is what I'll do. I will help you out whenever I'm not working with them. I'll be your guy. And he told his manager whenever they're doing anything, first call was to me. And then if I couldn't do it, then they would try and find somebody else um, to cover for me. And I worked, I still work with them off and on. And, um, you know, he's, he's still trying to steal me away from them and stuff. <laughs> I keep telling him it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, I tell everybody, um, if I'm not, if Foos is not doing anything and I'm working with them, I tell everybody that they're number one. So they come first. And if they're doing anything, I'm gone. So when we were going to London after Taylor's death to do the tribute show, um, Billy asked me, he had some stuff going on. So I told him, I said, I can do the stuff in April and May. Um, no, it was, yeah, April, stuff in April. And then we had some stuff in july and august but i couldn't do september because i was going to london and so i did i did half of the tour and then they were going to south america and europe but i couldn't do it because when i went and met with dave at the studio when they were rehearsing and um i said hey you know i'm gonna I'm go do a little run with billy and, and the first thing out of his mouth was but you're coming to London with us, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already told them that you guys are number one and stuff like that. So he was like, okay, cool. So I did that and we came back home and I think we had a few weeks before we did the show in LA. So I wound up doing some more stuff with Billy um, and then did the show in LA. And then I just been chilling. I kind of been out of work for a while. Um, you know, picking up some stuff here and there. You know, they took Billy and his sons. They went to see the Who concert, so I went with them on that. Did a private um, charity thing with Eilish. He was her special guest, so we went down there with him and his family and stuff. So right now, I'm just I'm just chilling, waiting to start the year. They're they're finishing up the album, and. Word is we should be going out sometime next year. So I'm just waiting to see, you know, get back to work and stuff. Uh, how does someone get into like an uh, opportunity to work with like such huge figures in the music industry? Um, It's weird because it took me a while because unfortunately the network is kind of small. So you have to know people yeah. and, um, like I said, I got lucky, especially with them, because I knew their tour manager. I've known him for 20 years plus. And and because uh, he used to come to a lot of shows at the Universal Amphitheater. And um, so I've gotten I got to know him over the years. And eventually he he wanted to get me out with them. But at the time. In, in Dave's mind, they weren't that big of a band. And he kept saying he he doesn't need it. They, they don't need security. 
they didn't even want to have the one guy that they had. But luckily, when they when they sold out Wembley in 2008, which was a which was a joke anyway, because Dave told his manager, um, and let's see if we can sell out Wembley. Because they were a lot bigger in in Europe than they were in the States. They were they were a good band, and they were starting to grow in the States. But they were a lot bigger in Europe than they were here. And when when he said to his manager, "Let's let's try and sell out Wembley," so they put the first show on sale, and it sold out like right away. And he goes, "Well, let's do another show." So they did it. They put another one on sale and that sold out right away. And then he was like, well, let's do a third show. And his manager goes, no, because if you can't, if you don't sell out Wembley, that place is not going to look good if it's not sold out. So his manager told him that they'll do a smaller show somewhere else, you know, in London and stuff. And then after they did that, then he was like, shoot now we got to do the show you know he hadn't planned on actually selling out the the building so then after that they were like well we're gonna need we're gonna need some help so they were like well call Kerwin see if he's available to to do the show and when when Gus called me I dropped everything and he goes can you meet us in Manchester and I said just tell me what what time and where to flight, which flight and shit like that. And I'm there. And even that was a challenge because we, they flew me from LA to, um, to Chicago. They didn't, they couldn't get me on a, a one way, one way trip. And then, so I got to the airport and the, the flight, was they had a three hour delay in Chicago. So I sat at the airport in LA for three hours. Then I finally got on the plane. They told me the plane I was on was my connecting flight. So I didn't have to worry about changing planes. So we finally, we get to, we get to Chicago and they told everybody that we had to deplane. And I said, well, isn't this my connecting flight? And he goes, no, your flight left an hour ago. Oh. And now I'm, I'm scrambling. You know, so I go to the, the county. I'm like, I need to be in London by tomorrow. So they said, well, we'll try and see. We can probably get you out tomorrow. And I said, no, I need to leave today. So they put me on another flight, but they had to fly me from, from Chicago to Dublin, Ireland, and connect from there to Manchester. So I go down to that terminal, and that flight has a three-hour delay. Wow. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Um, they finally got us, got, got us on the plane. We fly to, to Ireland and my connecting flight, cause they were like, oh yeah, your flight's only like a half an hour from Ireland to Manchester. So I get there. I got to the hotel. It, I had been either in the air or in a hotel for like 30 hours. So I, I walked in, I dropped my bags and I just fell out on the bed slept for a few hours and got up and went and got something to eat. And then the next day we did the show and then we drove to London and we had, we still had a few days because they were still building the stage and everything. And then once they got that done, we did a couple of days of rehearsal. Then we did the show and then the, the tour was going on to um, Germany. 
and Gus goes, now that I have you, and, you know, because I've known the band for a while, but didn't really work with them. And then, so Gus goes, now that I have you, I'm keeping you. And I said, well, I wasn't planning on going anywhere. And um, and then I'd been, then the next year when they started touring, I was on, I was on the tour and I've been with them ever since. Do you ever find it stressful working with such high profile people, especially sort of when they're on tour in stadiums like Wembley that are just so massive with loads of people, to, you know, trying to get close to them? Yeah, and it is, it is a little stressful for us, but the good thing is, like I said, the bands, they're really down to earth. They're, they're people friendly and, and, you know, Dave, Dave, especially he knows how, to handle the crowd so we don't usually have any any hassles you know like with some of the other bands people you know uh confrontational with them and and stuff but um but the the um the band's really good and and they're fan friendly it's more for us trying to get them to leave um you know if they're doing if they're the fans catch up with us outside you know getting to the car or something like that and everybody wants to either get a picture with them or an autograph or something like that and they'll they'll sit there all day if we let them but you know we got to go so the the thing is we got to sometimes play the bad guy because we got to tell them we got stuff to go do so we have to go and um and get them out but for the most part it it at least with these guys it's not too bad you know, because most of the fans, they really like them a lot. So they just want to, you know, either be near, get a picture with them and, and and stuff like that. So it's been it's been pretty good as far as that concerned. There's there's been there's been a few incidents, not real incidents, but situations where we have to get them out of there because, you know, people just want to be all over them and stuff. Unfortunately, we have to slowly start wrapping it up. But can you share one particular story about someone that you've worked with that stuck with you all these years? Um, well, I mean, I've had stuff with. Um, I actually almost got into uh, a fight with with Vince Vince Neal from Motley Crue. We were we were out, and you know he was drinking a lot, and we had went to a strip club. And um, some, you know, some guy came up to him and he was drunk. Vince was drunk and he started talking a lot of crap like, you know, hey, you owe me a, a, a an autograph for my girl. And he goes, Vince goes, I don't even know you, you know, and all this stuff. And the guy's like, no, man, you know, so I had to step between them and tell the guy to, you know, move on and, and stuff like that. And, and he was ready to fight with me. And I looked at him and I said, first of all, I'm like two feet taller than you and you're drunk and I'm not. I will rearrange your whole world if you <laughs> walk away. And um, some of the some of the, the local security guys in the club, they were like, Kerwin, we got him, we'll take care of him. And they took him and took him out to the side and and then we wound up leaving the 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 strip club and stuff. But to this day, I hate strip clubs because the whole time I was out with, with them, I pretty much every night I was in a strip club 
So I'm sick of strip clubs. And if I never see another strip club, I'm happy. You know, so that's one thing that really stuck with me a lot as far as with them. But every day with with, with foods is, is 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 gravy for me, you know. And uh, the thing with them is I had about um, four years ago, I had prostate cancer. And I thought, you know, my career was done. My life might be done. I didn't know what was going on. And when I when I told the the band, we were flying, I think, from Seattle to someplace. And um, once we got up in the air, I went, you know, got in the middle of the plane because we were flying private. And uh, I said, hey, guys, I got something I got to tell you. So when I told them, they all started freaking out. They were like, what the fuck, dude? Um, if you need financial help and all that stuff, you know, just don't be that guy that don't want to ask for help. Just hit us up and we got you. And they were there for me the whole time and stuff. So that really stuck with me a lot. I really wish we had more time, Kerwin, but thanks so much for staying up late and talking to thanks us. So I really much. appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. I'm glad I could help out. Thanks very much.